Mixed martial arts and boxing fans, it's time for Fighters Fury Inside the Heart of a Champion with your hosts, Brendan Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns. It's time for Fighters Fury on AM790 The Ticket. And good Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome on in. It is Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin here with you. As over the next hour, we will dial all over the world of mixed martial arts and boxing. And as I like to call this week, we got ourselves a biggin'. We got ourselves a biggin' in about six days' time. Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz, UFC 244. You know that the city is on fire for it as Miami Zone is going to be stepping inside the octagon to try and win the Bad Mother Bleeper Belt at Madison Square Garden. Next Saturday night, November 2nd, live on pay-per-view. Cannot wait for it, and we got ourselves a scare. We'll get into the action that happened last night. We had a ton of stuff going. Good night locally for a lot of guys yesterday. A lot of people with South Florida ties, hometown guys getting wins. We'll talk about all that. But we have such a big fight coming up next week that had a wild, wild affair. I mean, we all got scared. Steve, tell me how scared you were. How scared were you on, on Thursday? It was, it was terrifying. It was terrifying to think Nate Diaz was going to be on. Terrifying. And so... So bummed. Yeah. It was, it was unbelievable. And so we get this statement from Nate Diaz on Thursday that's letting everybody know, I'm not going to make it out for the fight at Madison Square Garden because I tested for elevated levels that say there might have been some tainted supplements. Uh, he says, I call false on that because I only take whole foods and natural supplements. I don't even eat meat, so until the UFC and USADA, whoever effing fixes it for me, I won't be competing. He was basically saying in all of this that he wasn't going to be one of these guys that's going to slide the test under the rug. He wants it cleared because it doesn't want it coming out afterwards that, oh, he had a tainted supplement test that popped. He wanted his name cleared because I don't think this was going to come out. I don't know. It seemed like that the way that USADA works these days now is they used to just announce it. As soon as you were flagged, boop, flag. Fight can be off, fight can be suspended. But now the way it works is a lot of the times guys go into appeal, guys get the thing figured out, guys get samples tested, and that whole process works out. And then whatever happens, happens. Nate Diaz wasn't going to play that game. Nate Diaz wanted himself cleared. He wanted this uh, righted before he stepped into fight week in case something leaked, in case something had come out, and he had to answer all these questions, and it made it look like he was a guy who was trying to hide something. So he got out in front of it. He wanted the UFC to clear his name. Which they ended up doing. He uh, he ended up he ended up getting cleared about a day later. Thank God, thank God. And one of the things that happened was he had this. Uh, he tested positive for SARM, which is a selective androgen receptor modulator, which is one of these things that can be used to to mess with your testosterone and get ele- elevated levels. But apparently, uh, in two bottles of some organic vegan plant based multivitamin that he was taking it was contaminated with this uh with this trace amount of this substance so they ended up being able to clear it no violation and the fight is on thank god thank god we are getting jorge masvidal versus nate diaz oh it was a little bit i don't remember being that heartbroken over a fight not happening i think the last time was was when tony ferguson and habib were supposed to fight and habib ended up missing away the whole uh tiramisu uh, debacle that happened that week. Yeah, I was going to say which time because I feel like that fight it, never happens. It's it, They've tried to make it four times, but the one particular we were like, all right, it's going to happen. And then we had the early weigh-ins. Early weigh-ins were kind of a new thing, and they were like, yeah, Khabib's in the hospital. Fight's not going to happen. I remember being supremely heartbroken we didn't get the fight that time because it felt, all right, we're finally going to get that fight. It's finally going to happen, and we never ended up getting it. 
and that was it was it was supremely disappointing. But this just had it had it had just your heart sank. Your heart sank because one everybody comes out immediately and supports Nate Diaz. Who supports Nate Diaz? Or Masvidal? I was like, I don't care. I know you're clean. Uh, Ronda Rousey came out. Who's who's got a good relationship with uh, with with Nate Diaz? Her words were, "Everyone knows you're clean. F cheaters. PEDs are for well, p words. I can't say that on the air. But she uh, she even comes out storming. And I think everybody had the reaction like, really, Nate? Like if anybody's not gonna juice, you think it's Nate Diaz? Now that being said, look. In today's day and age, you never really know. You don't know. It, it, it's it's look, man. My mind was officially blown when 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 Bartolo Colon and D Gordon popped for steroids. All thoughts of steroids wiped out of my mind. I'm just like, you really can't tell a book by its cover. I mean, it could be it could be the fattest pitcher, oldest pitcher to the skinniest little stick in Major League Baseball. You just don't know. But some guys are so out in front of it. And I remember being at American Top Team Media Day and, and Masvidal particularly saying that one of the reasons that we've been in the game so long and been as effective is because we have not used steroids. We have not used performance-enhancing drugs. And a lot of you guys pointing to the media turned blind eyes knowing that guys were juicing and they have these quick rises. They have these quick rises to the top, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's all gone. So for this to particularly have a cloud over performance-enhancing drugs was very strange, uh, very disheartening, and just not making a whole hell of a lot of sense. So they ended up getting it cleared, which is awesome. We have ourselves a fight. Well, we didn't know that we were going to get a fight, and it's a monster. Look, this is this is two guys who are going in there. The fans demanded this fight as soon as the words came out of Nate Diaz's mouth. Um, it, it made all the sense in the world. Two guys that I don't feel like they need a belt. It doesn't. It doesn't need a traditional championship. They made their own damn belt for it. They made their own damn title for it. And it just. It just speaks to everybody who likes fighting. These two guys go in there. They're gonna throw down. It's not gonna be. Uh, there's, there's probably not going to be a ton of grappling. Although, I'll tell you what, that Damian Maya Ben Askren fight yesterday, pretty fun. I enjoyed it. We'll get to that a little bit later, though. It's just, it has everything you want. Two real guys, um, you know, one West Coast, one from Miami, and they, they are just as real as it gets. They don't buy into the whole uh, character thing. They just are who they are. And by the way, they also have two of the most pleasing fight styles you can have, which is come forward, throw down with with great technique, with great precision, and they also don't get stopped, which it just it, it makes you look at this fight and like, man, who comes out on top of this? Now, there are a couple things that I feel like Jorge Masvidal goes into this with advantages. I do feel like for two guys who are absolutely fantastic and they bring a lot to the sport, I really do feel like Jorge Masvidal, even at his age, is getting better. And that's what's crazy. You know, he goes out there and he's beating the likes of Darren Till and knocking his ass out when Darren Till is one of the most violent strikers in the division. He's going out there and he's breaking records in knockout time and just throwing things. And you just see that great practice and precision that he throws into this into this, uh, into this this training that he goes into. I mean, you really just see the guy. He does seem like he has a different type of mentality. And the other thing that I find a little bit helpful for him I do feel like Jorge Masvidal has 
clear-cut goals that he wants to go to, where Nate Diaz is actively telling you, I just want to do cool stuff. I just want to do cool stuff. Now, I will give Nate Diaz this. His suggestion of what is cool is spot on because him versus Jorge Masvidal is very cool. But I don't know where this goes after this, especially you have this whole thing that comes up. You know his brother uh, had the whole thing that went down with USADA with the lifetime ban for weed, which was absolute nonsense. Now he has this where he's taking his vegan pills and they're popping on, on USADA test. I really feel like this could be Nate Diaz doing the doing the fight and boop, that's out. Out for another three years or out forever. Like he could just vanish off into the sunset no more because he's going to make a ton of money this fight. With Masvidal, man, like this guy's got – He's got the goal of beating Nate Diaz for the bad mother believer belt, taking all the the taking all the prestige, taking all the money. He said that he wants to fight Conor McGregor. He said that he wants to win the welterweight championship. You know, now he's talking about he wants to give Damian Maya another shot and, and run that fight back, which I can understand why he wants to fight back. If you guys remember Maya versus Jorge Masvidal, he just didn't fight his fight. It was like one of these things where when it was on the feet and it was striking, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. He was getting the better. But he ended up with that damn Maya backpack on him every single round. Never got close to a submission. Did great hand fighting, but never really got to the point where we're like, man, it, it felt like there was something left in the cage there for Masvidal. And things really turned for him afterwards. So I think that's why you want to see that guy have that fight back. And nobody calls out Damian Maya. I mean, that's just that's just crazy talk. So when you just think about the goals and the steps that 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 Masvidal wants to check off before whenever the hell this all ends ends, um. I just feel like you have a guy going into this cage on Saturday night looking at this as a step. And Nate Diaz, I don't know what you get the read on him. Um, and I actively, I you know, look, Nate Diaz went in there. He looked amazing against Anthony Pettis. Looked really, really good, especially for a guy who's off three years. That's a, that's incredible. Um, so you're getting a more active Nate Diaz, no, more than you normally have gotten. But with George just unlocking the key to this to this just unbelievable finishing monster that we've been getting, I really do think we're, we're heading our way towards Jorge Masvidal getting himself a quick finish in this fight. I really do. I think that these guys are going to feel each other out a lot in that first round. I don't think that they're going to go out and try and unload on each other early. I think there's going to be a lot of test and range, trying to see what each other brings to the table. There's going to be maybe even a little bit of showmanship that goes between the two of them. But I think round two hits in this fight. And I think that I think that George is going to hit him with something that 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 is able to stop him. I don't know if it's something that that TKOs him against the cage, or if it, if he just deads him. He probably won't dead him. Like nobody does that to Nate Diaz. But it's it's one of these things where I really feel like he could put him in a bad position early on in this fight and 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 finish it off. I, I just feel like the guy is on an absolute absolute rocket ship right now that can't be stopped. And with Nate Diaz. I do feel like something like this can can shake you up when you have this much of a distraction uh, the, the the week before. You know, you're supposed to usually get, like, your your, your, your best fine-tuning going on the week before fight week and finishing up game plans and stuff like that. And the fact that you got to deal with this bull bleep, uh, defending your name, being clean like that. Yeah, Masvidal hasn't had a, a distraction at all. At all. All camp. Um, it's been clean. It's been a, a situation where he's been able to bask in being a star. He's been able to be a bit of a media darling. All of that stuff. It just seems like it's all culminating to him getting the rock to wrap. Yeah, that's right. The rock to wrap the damn bad mother believer belt around his waist and see where this goes from here. So, um, you know, call me a homer. That's fine. I'm, I, I will gladly wear that 
uh, that title on it. But I do think he's coming away with the win on this. I really, really do. And I can't wait. And thank God it's happening. Because if this would have not happened, man, that would have been sad. That would have been so sad. I would have cried. Thankfully, I will not cry. Next week, we'll have the full recap for you. Can't wait. We'll get into some of the action from this weekend. Coming up after this, a lot of local names doing good things, doing big things. We'll get to that as Fighters Fury comes back after this. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. All right, welcome back, everybody. Fighters Fury rolls on. So excited, man. Diaz Masvidal this week. It's tremendous. Let's give some shout-outs this week, man. Yesterday, a lot of local guys doing good things. Yesterday and Friday, uh, Erickson Lubin, who trains... Trains like four miles from my house. He trains in West Palm Beach over at uh, was it Emerald, Emerald Cove Middle School over there doing the track stuff and all that. Kevin Cunningham and the operation that he's got rolling on. Gets himself the win in the main event yesterday in Reading, Pennsylvania on Showtime Boxing. Really, really good performance by him um, as the Hammer's looking to get back. I mean, look, this is crazy. He had this, this, this quick rise, 21 years old, and got flatlined by Charlo. And you just think about in boxing, like, all the, the rehab you have to do just to get back to the top. It's so much quicker than it is. I mean, it's so much longer of a process in boxing than it is in mixed martial arts. But he looks like he's getting his, uh, his, his ship righted and will finally be back into, into that situation where, like, people are thinking of him in the picture again, which really shouldn't happen. I mean, this kid, some of the things he was doing on the, on the rise, 21 years old, the, the old fish, Jack and Sledge, um, <laughs> It's a, it's such a good gimmick, and this kid can pull off some serious stuff in in the in the ring. He's really really impressive. Um, yesterday on show on Showtime, you also had uh, Jesse Cruz getting himself a win. He uh, he trains down here in Miami over at Herman Casado's gym. Uh, one of the uh, if you guys have seen him, he's done a lot a lot of cards at the Seminole Hard Rock. So he got himself a W yesterday. So really really good showing for him. Uh, you know we recently had on the show Xander Zayas who got himself a victory, first professional debut, first round TKO victory. That's the way you start off your career. So he got that form on ESPN Plus yesterday. That was in the Shakur Stevenson car, who ended up solidifying himself as WBO featherweight champion. And we had over at the fairgrounds on Friday, Yuli Diaz got himself a W as well. So really, really good stuff showing for a lot of the guys locally. So shout out to all those guys. I don't think I missed anybody. Um, if I did, I feel like a bastard. I'm sorry, but those are just some of the ones that stood out to me yesterday. Of uh, guys who either trained down here or from down here. Um, really, really good performances. We also got this is a fun one for a guy who lives down here, Yoriki uh, Gamboa. He is going to be fighting Javante Davis coming up. That's a fun fight. I'm into that one. Uh, Gamboa, it's 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 not an easy matchup for anybody going up against him. And taking on Javante Davis, that one's a that that one's that one's fun. That one's interesting. As you, you've been trying to do that with Javante, find him some interesting stuff. It's just good to, again, see him active and in there doing things. I tell you what, though, man, uh, Xander, for his, for his debut yesterday, looked absolutely amazing. They had this, this great point, and I kind of noticed this, too, when I was talking to him. It's like, man, 17-year-olds don't look like that. I don't know how he's going to stay at welterweight because that just seems crazy to me that he's getting down to 147 pounds. Uh, he, he's a big boy. It's not a small individual and he's only 17, so I don't know how long he is for that division. I know it's a very prestigious division, welterweight, but, man, he looked he looked super impressive. I mean, as impressive as you could look for your pro debut, and it's a lot of pressure, man. I think one of the things that's crazy about it, I do love that boxing is doing this because, you know, 
some of the guys that we talk about, they have to grind their ass off in fighting on regional circuits, and they don't get ex- the exposure they deserve. And and that's tough, but it also is good that some of some of the warts and some of the growing pains that you go through is not seen by the world. So it is also a tough thing when you're like youngest top rank signee of all time and we're putting you on ESPN. All right, have fun. And to go out and perform on that stage and do what you got to do, even if they are putting you in a position to succeed, is still tough. I mean, it's a lot of pressure on these guys. And four, I, you know, I said this to him when we spoke to him, like, yeah, four round fights are not long. It's it's you're going in there with an amateur, so the idea uh, I know in amateurs is typically three, but you know it's not just looked upon as get the points and move on. You're looked upon as you got to finish these guys. You got to you got to look super impressive. You know they were even saying that yesterday about Shakur Stevenson. It's like yeah, you know he's looking great, he's looking great, but he's got to finish him to really feel like he's got the win. It's like well, does he does he have to do that? Uh, this is supposed to be this crowning achievement moment for him and becoming a champion and. You know, everybody's looking upon it as you got to do it, but you got to do it on our terms and stuff like that. So uh, just really happy for for all those guys down here. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, yesterday we had on UFC, if you guys got up early, UFC Singapore, you had Ben Askren taking on uh, Damian Maya, which was dubbed as like the best grappler on the planet is what it was supposed to be. Exciting. Um, I watched this one on delay. I wasn't watching something at nine in the morning on UFC. That just it always freaks me out. That's one of the reasons I do love ESPN Plus, though. They'll put that fight right there for you. Boop, you can watch it on delay. But Ben Askren loses again. He ends up losing, getting choked out in the third round. Um, it was a fine fight, nothing to write home about. Uh, ben Askren ended up getting taken down and turning into a, a, a rear naked choke. Uh, it looks like it, it, tough to tell whether he went to sleep or just got one arm to tap or something like that. But either way, he got beaten by Damian Maya. And now we have this, you know, Ben Askren who came into the UFC very highly touted. He had, you know, the backing of Joe Rogan, who's obviously a monster name and the voice of the UFC. Everybody wanted to see Ben Askren and what he could do in the UFC. And got to be honest, it hasn't been that fantastic a ride for Ben Askren. I mean, he, 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 in quotations, beat Robbie Lawler. He got dumped on his head in three seconds, and then thankfully by Herb Dean, was uh, the fight was stopped, even though, you know, Robbie Lawler's up there like Mick Foley giving him the thumbs up, and the, that's his victory. That's his UFC win right now. He is the prestigious honor of being the fastest human being to ever be knocked out in the octagon by Jorge Masvidal. And now he has this loss to Damian Maya in a fight where, you know, this was supposed to be his wheelhouse. You know, he's not a submission specialist, but this is this is his baby. He's he's supposedly the best grappler on the planet or one of the best grapplers on the planet. And now he's not. He lost to a guy who only has, uh, you know, one less loss to Donald Cerrone. Did you see a spinning back fist that he tried? Yes. God, it was so bad. I tell you what, that ugly uppercut that he has, that thing is effective. He cut open Damian Maya with that. He is... He's not look. He's not. Everybody knows. Like he's not the most entertaining fighter to watch in the world. That's why he's he's got the personality that he does and does have that um, that 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 gimmick to get people interested in watching him fight. The dude's been sensational on social media. He's uh, he's 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 good at talking things up. But you know, you are you do see that there is there is an echelon to being the champion at one championship and being the champion in Bellator and being a top five fighter 
in the UFC or being a champion at the UFC because the guys that he's taken on, I'm not trying to say Ben Askren came in here with an, with an easy resume. He's going in there and he's fighting absolute monsters. Robbie Lawler's the most violent human being to step inside an octagon. Nobody wants to fight Robbie Lawler. Um, Jorge Masvidal is, is one of the baddest men on the planet, baddest mofos on the planet. Um, and also seemingly is hitting this, uh, this, this second prime in his career. And Damian Maya's got the second most wins in UFC history. So you're talking about not just three guys who one of them is a champion and two of those guys have been contenders forever. You're talking about the upper, upper echelon of UFC fighters. Not only guys that are at, at the top right now, but guys who have really been at the top forever. And whether it's championships, been in the top five, been in the top ten, those guys have always been in the title picture, have always been a fight away or two fights away or have been the champion. And so when Ben Askren has gotten in there, he has shown that he's just shy of that level. If you were to put Ben Askren in there with somebody who is in the lower tier of the top 10, yeah, maybe it would go better for him. If you were to go in there and you were to fight somebody who wasn't in the top 10 or just a pure striker, yeah, it might go better for him. But as far as Ben Askren being a top five UFC guy, I think you kind of got to go no sale on that. That's not that's not what he is. Um, what does the future hold? I mean, people, I think people care about watching him fight. I, I don't know what the numbers are from yesterday, but... Um, but he's always somebody that will get people interested. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes from here. Uh, Damian Maya, he's got two fights after he just signed a three-fight deal with the UFC. Masvidal has said, I really want him to save that last one on the deal for him. So that'll be interesting if Damian Maya gets one more title shot. We remember the one that he had against Tyron Woodley. How many damn wins did it take poor Damian Maya to get to even get in that position of getting a title shot? Um, so now that you actually have a champion telling you, yeah, that's who I want to fight, um, even knowing that's probably not going to be the most financially lucrative fight in his deal and a fight that he could lose. I mean, look, he's lost to him. He's lost to Damian Maya. Not, you know, not a lot of people look fantastic against him. It did feel like we were starting to hit a blueprint because of what Woodley did to him, what Co Covington did to him with what Usman did to him. It did feel like we were starting to hit this level of, okay, if you're a wrestler and you can strike a little bit, you're probably going to have success against Damian Maya. Ben Askren, he is a good wrestler, but he's really not in the class of those guys anywhere when it comes to striking. He's not. So, you know, it, it's it's not a fight that you're going to look great against, and you could very much lose. So the fact that Masvidal wants to go out there and and uh, and, and and throw that one again, uh, it says something about him. That's why I say going into this week against Nate Diaz, that's a dangerous guy. It's a dangerous guy who has these aspirations and has big plans and has all these things that he wants to do versus the guy who just wants to do cool bleep. It is. Um, I just feel like you have a guy who's very, very much just getting the taste, just getting the taste of what the big, big payday is after all these years. And now is going into the situation where he not only wants to win all the money, but he wants to win all the gold. It's uh, it says something, man. It really, really does. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fantastic matchup. Um, one of the other things that we should mention before we get to break is we had Conor McGregor come out this week and he laid out his plan. Talking about plans. He laid out his plan for the last uh, part of the year. What he wants to do is he want, he's going to fight. He said he wanted to fight by the end of the year. Not going to happen. He's going to probably fight in the early part of 2020 and he's going to fight either Donald Cerrone or Justin Gaethje. 
Seems like that's leaning towards Donald Cerrone because Gaethje was calling him out pretty hard on social media. Cerrone put up the old proper 12 Budweiser things on Instagram. Um, If you were to go by, you know, does Gaethje deserve to fight Conor McGregor as if that's taking on a title? Yeah, he definitely deserves it more than, I guess, Cerrone does because he just beat Cerrone. However, there is history there with Conor and, and Cowboy. And kind of to the fact of I don't need a belt. I just want I've been wanting to see Conor McGregor and Cowboy Cerrone fight forever. So I'm just more interested in it than I am seeing Justin Gaethje go and fight him. It's not like I wouldn't want to see that fight because, yeah, Justin Gaethje is one of the most entertaining fighters on the planet, and any fight that he goes out there and has is going to be a good fight. But Conor McGregor and Donald Cerrone have been circling each other for a long, long time, and if we could finally get those two in a cage, it would make me very, very happy. So Conor says he wants to do that. He wants to fight the winner of George versus Nate after that. Um... And then he wants to fight the winner of Tony versus Habib. That's his plan laid out. Will he get there? Psh, remains to be seen, man. The guy hasn't won in three years. Can he beat Don Cerrone? Sure he could. Could he lose to Don Cerrone? Absolutely. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, i tell you one thing. Um, We have seen him beat Nate Diaz very, very closely. I feel like Jorge Masvidal will smoke him. I really, really do. I, I, I just think that's bad news for Conor McGregor. You're going in there, and, you know, the size thing has already been made a, a point. Um, the striking, I mean, look, man, you want to go in there, and you want to and you want to go in there with a guy with the tactician and the prestige and the power now that, that, that Masvidal has been showing? Be my guest. But I just feel like that is, that, is, that is treading into very terrible territory for you. And if you had plans to go fight, Khabib Nurmagomedov for the winner of Tony versus Khabib, you probably want to go in there with a guy that you have gotten your hand raised against in Nate Diaz. I would say if he has a rooting interest going into this week. Um, because Masvidal, I, I really think that, that sets up poorly for Connor. We'll get into some of the other news and notes from this week. Interesting, interesting uh, swing of things as far as the story we went last week. Remember Inhalergate? That took an interesting swing this week. We'll get to that next. It's Fighters Fury. On AM 790, The Ticket. Welcome back, everybody. It is Fighters Fury here on The Ticket. You can text show 67974. Text on The Ticket driven by Kendall Toyota and Wes Kendall Toyota. Text writes in, just tuned in. Long night, Tobin. Is the fight on? Masvidal Diaz. It's on, sir. It's on. We got news. They cleared Nate Diaz. Fight is on. We got it. Apparently, the vegan pills weren't so clear. Hey, maybe an argument not to be vegan. I'm just saying. I would never try it, but uh, you know, now that you know that the vegan pills, even they're tainted. You know why? They mix these all in these labs. You can't trust them. You don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. You slap a vegan thing on there, and you think you're at Whole Foods, and it's all good. It ain't all good. It ain't all good. So it is on. Very, very exciting. Another text in writes in, who's Leroy? That goes back to our Ben Askren interview when we had him on the first time. And the problem with that is sometimes with these UFC interviews, they set you up on what's called a tour, a radio tour. And he thought he was going to talk to uh, Jim Norton and um, – hell does he do the show with? Matt, Matt Sarah. And so he gets up there and we're like, yeah, hey, it's Tobin, Leroy, and Beast. And he goes, who's Leroy? Well, maybe you want to learn, Ben. Be nicer to people. 
Just saying. I know it wasn't your fault, though. Uh, Secure Stevenson looked like an absolute beast last night. <laughs> he did. He looked absolutely awesome. Not surprising. That dude, hey, by the way, that was, about the, that was about the most decorated corner you could ever have. He had Terrence Crawford and Andre Ward in his corner. I mean, that is you, – you talk about having some, some, some decorated people backing you up for fight night. That was absolutely fantastic from him. Speaking of decorated, Clarissa Shields, uh, we've spoken to her on this show. She's absolutely fantastic, does her training down here. She drew – she dropped a bit of a bombshell this week where said she is going to move to mixed martial arts. She's leaving boxing. The best there, the best there really is in women's boxing, she was trying to break Vasily Lomachenko's record of, uh, of fastest to get three – uh, three belts in three divisions, or, or championships in three divisions. I botched that. Um, she is going to make her move over to mixed martial arts, and she says she's debuting in. This is courtesy of Bad Left Hook. Debuting in September. I've done some wrestling training, and I'm going to start Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu next month to learn some kicks and learn some kicks. So next September, I'll be ready. Uh, she says the women get over uh, get more respect and money over in the UFC. Um, or in in mixed martial arts, and we have seen this. Like we've seen this with uh, we've seen this with Holly Holm. Holly Holm was a championship boxer, moved on over to mixed martial arts. Then she became the woman that knocked out Ronda Rousey with one of the most infamous knockouts on uh, on the planet. Uh, we saw this with uh, Heather Hardy doing some work over in Bellator. I'm gonna be honest with you, I found out about Heather Hardy from mixed martial arts. I didn't know about Heather Hardy the boxer. Now I tuned into her boxing afterwards, but Clarissa makes a really good point in that. It's it is just respected more. Um, it, it 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 you go into a night and you think that there's going to be a full slab of fights. Boom. Okay, you have UFC 244 coming up next week. But the fact that you have women on the card, it's not looked upon as some weird gimmick. You're just like, okay, cool. There's a lady fight coming up. It's not this. It's not like this grand sideshow. You're not rolling your eyes. There's plenty of women's fights I go into. And I'm just like, boom. I'm as excited to see Rose Namajunas do work as I am seeing. You know, Henry Cejudo go fight. It's just it's it, it really isn't thought about in this weird split as it is otherwise. And yet you do get more recognizable uh, ability to it because you've seen what the machine will do. Did it take the UFC a long time? Yeah, it did. You had the president Dana White say it's never ever going to happen, and then Ronda Rousey took a took a hammer and obliterated that, and was 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 selling out arena after arena after arena. Um, which is why, you know, with, with the, with the way she was disrespected kind of out the door because she took losses poorly, you really like, you got to think about what she really did to open up that sport to women. You know, you wish that that was looked upon more respectable than it was. Oh, by the way, she took some knockout losses to Holly Holm and Amanda Nunes really poorly, which by the way, Amanda Nunes, go stop her in any fight. Go do it. I dare you go try Try, because nobody's stopping her right now. She's a wrecking machine. Um, but Clarissa Shields, I'll tell you one thing. Yes, it's going to add intrigue. Um, she's done training down here. We've uh, even seen her like hang out at American Top Team before, which that's about one of the best hotbed for women training there is. Just the names, the, 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 the kind of bodies they have in there. Um, I mean, if she, the one thing I would say is what will be interesting with Clarissa is she doesn't, quite have a pure home weight class wise she was going to junior middleweight for this last fight and she was talking about the challenge of that so that's 154 pounds she'd have to go to 155 uh she could fight in pfl that's kayla harrison's home 
So if she was going to trade an American top team, that would be weird. If she had aspirations to be champion, which I imagine she does, she's super competitive, to go fight Kayla because that is Kayla's hotbed. She trains an American top team right now. But if she's looking to just get better, fast, that would be the best place to go. It would. Um, because her, But her striking is going to be unbelievable. I mean, her, her hands are going to be unbelievable. She is as pristine as it gets. She doesn't – and by the way, she doesn't train with women. Like <laughs> – they, you know, that's the, that's the one thing. Like, I remember going down to Media Day uh, at um, Fifth Street Gym, and they're like, yeah, 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 we, we had her spar with women today just, you know, for looks, but she doesn't do that. She, she And a lot of these women do. They're such badasses. They got to find bodies that are kind of more on their level because they just hit this level where it's they're a cut above the rest, and they need something that's a little bit more reinforcement. You see it with Chris Cyborg. Um, you see it with, with, with plenty of of the champs they, they try and do that but be an interesting name to add for sure this was interesting this week we had greg hardy come out and he is going to fight alexander volkov in about two weeks time he's going to be fighting him in russia and this is interesting for a couple of reasons one i think it answers a lot of questions we're going to get a lot of answers to greg hardy that we haven't had um and two, I thought it was a genius move because I feel like it brushes aside that inhaler nonsense pretty quickly. Um, as you guys may or may not remember, last week we dealt with this whole thing where Greg Hardy used an inhaler in between rounds where USADA was like, yeah, USADA approved. And the commission was like, yeah, if it's USADA approved, it's approved. But then you had people from the ufc are like no absolutely illegal dana white was like uh, only water maybe gatorade so we're all just kind of left well all right was he allowed to do it or not you come away with it like he didn't get the win it got overturned and but you do in some ways feel bad for greg because he was told he could use it so it's not really on him um it does suck that it does seem like he's had a lot of controversy not only coming into the UFC, but even with his fight career, we've had an illegal knee stoppage. We've had the president mock some of the people that he's beaten. And now we have this. But Greg Hardy pulled a move this week in, fight, in, in, in raising his hand on short notice when Junior Santos couldn't fight. Raising his hand and saying, I'll fight Alexander Volkov in his home country. That is a way where people are going to not remember the controversy because for the first time, Greg Hardy is going to go into a fight, and I really don't think the story is going to be about, oh, this is Greg Hardy, uh, you know, checkered past in the NFL. This is Greg Hardy uh, with uh, with all the controversy around him. No, this is Greg Hardy, huge, huge cojones, going into that cage two weeks' notice against a top-10 fighter, and really – Alexander Volkov is not that far removed from being a true title contender. So what it's going to tell us is where this guy really is at. Because that was the one thing. Look, out of all the stuff with Greg Hardy, I've come out of these fights and I'm like, is this guy any good? Like, that's 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 the real question. Because I get into these debates with some of my listeners and they're like, yeah, but could you imagine? Biggest freak in there. It's like, I don't know. I've seen Francis Ngannou knock, his, knock people out on his way to the top in about two years. I don't feel like. A guy who's, you know, that kind of a freak. I don't know if we're, we're seeing that kind of talent from him. But one way to erase all of that doubt and all of that crap that people will talk about you is, okay, watch this. I'm going to go fight a top 10 guy in two weeks' notice. If he is able to go get a win 
That shuts a lot of people up. It shuts a lot of people up if he's able to go out there and beat Alexander Volkov on short notice. And if he's able to do it impressively, if he's able to go out there and knock the dude out, then you got something. Then then Greg Hardy, in a lot of ways, is off to the races as it's concerned with his mixed martial arts career. But it's a big if. It is a big, big if as it comes to that fight. Um, but it is, it, it, I think, erased a lot of the stuff people talking about. All the inhaler stuff, that's put right behind him. Uh, it'll erase all the questions about the, the kind of competition that he's taking on. That puts behind him. So we'll find out. We're going to find out a lot about Greg Hardy in, in just a little bit. Uh, let's get down to UFC 244. All right, let's get down to these picks, what we got coming up next week. This is a fun card. This is a fun, fun card. First of all, you open up the pay-per-view, Kevin Lee versus Gregor Gillespie. That is a monster of a fight. Gregor Gillespie gets to fight in his home in his home state. Kevin Lee, he is, I mean, Kevin Lee's desperate, desperate to get back into the win column. You're talking about a guy who's lost three out of four, but everybody just thinks the world of him when it comes to his talent. Everybody looks at, at this fight and they think of what Kevin Lee can be talent-wise, what he can bring to the table. Uh, he made a debut at welterweight where he is he's took on Rafael Sanchez, ended up losing and uh, submitted arm triangle choke. And, you know, he looks he's, he's, he's a guy who lost his uh, he lost his trainer. He's been really trying to find himself, but he's got all the elements to be really, really good. All of it. You know, the striking, you know, he's trained at the Mayweather gym. He's from Michigan. He's now training at George St. Pierre's gym. So he feels like he's found that more that right training home. But he's taking on an absolute look. The one thing you can say about Kevin Lee is maybe maybe you feel like the hype train was built up too much, but look at the guys he's taken on. Tony Ferguson, Edson Barbosa, Ali Quinta, Rafael dos Santos, Michael Chiesa. These are this is this is a, a murderer's row. And now he's taking on Gregor Gillespie, a guy nobody wants to face. Nobody wants to face Gregor Gillespie. He's an absolute monster, 13-0. Um, that's an absolute killer to start the fight. The next fight, you have Derek Lewis. My balls is hot. Going in there fighting Blagoy Ivanov. Another great fight. Everybody loves watching Derek Lewis fight. And we get a matchup here where you get to see just an absolute, absolute fun night. Now, Derek Lewis is on a two-fight losing streak. He lost to Daniel Cormier, and he lost to Junior Dos Santos, so he's looking to get right. But this is a guy, he was, he, you know, he beat Alexander Volkov, knocked him out um, in a fight that you were like, how the hell did he come back and win that fight? How? How did he do that? Every time he steps into the cage, he's going to have a, he's probably going to walk in there. He's probably going to look terrible. He'll probably have a moment where you think, oh, he's going to have this fight stop because his back is hurting and he'll knock you out. So I love that fight. I'm going to pick Derek Lewis. I don't pick against Derek Lewis. I love him too much. Then you have Steven Thompson, Vicente Luque, another monster of a fight, two insane strikers. It's going to be like a damn kung fu movie with the, new, the, the moves these guys are going to throw out there. Then you have Kelvin Gastelum versus Darren Till, another monster. Darren Till hits like a Mack truck. Kelvin Gastelum makes people who hit like Mack trucks look terrible because he walks in there with that little body. Everyone thinks that he can't hit. He does hit. He'll turn out fight of the year contenders. He's right on the doorstep of being a middleweight championship contender. And then on top of those four fights, you have Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz for the bad mother bleeper belt. The Rock is going to be there. I mean, this, if there's not a fight that, if there's not a fight card, if if you never buy another one, if you never fork over 60 bucks for a fight night, this has got to be the one. And I ain't even trying out here to sell for the UFC. But my God, that, I mean, 
I look at that card from top to bottom when when it gets to the pay per view side, and I'm, there's not a fight. On, there's not a fight on that's going to be terrible. Not they're all they're super necessary. All these fights are all action. All of them. They're all guys that come forward. Like the only one I could see being a little bit weird is Stephen Thompson versus Vicente Luque, and that's only because there one guy might be worried about the other guy kicking in their head into the next row because they're two kung fu artists. They go in there and they're trying to do some Bruce Lee stuff, and that might make it a little bit weird. But on the other end, you could see some Bruce Lee stuff. So you got to weigh that. I don't know what to tell you. It's an awesome night. What can you say? Uh, as you, if you missed it earlier, I'm taking away Masvidal. Second round stoppage went over Nate Diaz. I'm going to take Calvin Gaslam to beat Darren Till. I will take Vicente Luque to beat Stephen Thompson. Derek Lewis to beat Blagoy Ivanov. And I will take Gregor Gillespie to beat Kevin Lee. I can't wait for these fights next week. I can't wait to talk about them with you the week after that, uh, the day after that. Same time, same place, Sundays, 10 a.m., Fighters Fury, you know it. And if you guys missed any of the show, you guys can use the Radio Rewind, I guess we have that. That's cool, on the Radio.com app. Or we'll have the podcast up for you guys can listen to that. You got Rashad Butler, Brian Monroe, they will talk Canes. Canes got a big Onions win yesterday. That'll be fun. They'll get you ready for it next.